0: There's a storm across the valley The clouds are rolling in The afternoon is heavy on your shoulders There's a truck out on the four lane A mile or more away The whining of his wheels just makes it colder.
1: Welcome to Community Forum. Today is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020, and we're looking forward to the uh, election, which is held every four years for our president and senators, and today we are privileged to have Danielle card <coughs> Danielle is Easton's town clerk, and we're going to review some of the important Uh, issues and important instructions that you will need in order to uh, vote either mail-in, early voting, or on November 3rd voting in
0: person. So Danielle, welcome. Thanks Priscilla, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: You're very welcome and we appreciate your uh, giving us some time. I know you're very busy, especially at this time of the year. Uh, okay, so let's talk about registering to vote. After all, if you're not registered to vote, you can't vote. Would you tell us a little bit about uh, what, what the, I think the deadline is October 24th. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that is correct. Um, So you're absolutely right. First, first and foremost, you need to be a registered voter in order to participate. Um, The new legislation that was passed in July of 2020 did um, shorten that voter registration, actually providing voters with a longer time to actually vote. So it's 10 days rather than 20 days prior to the election that residents um, can vote. But a theme throughout our entire conversation today is going to be please don't wait until the deadlines. Um, there's a, an awful lot of um, election activity. Um, and if you wait, it, it will interfere with um, voters' ability to kind of choose which works best for them out of the three options that, that you did mention. So Saturday, October twenty fourth, is the deadline to reg- register to vote. Um, there is an, an online ability to do that. Uh, but I would first recommend that voters take a look to see if they're registered before just going on to the online portal and re-registering. Um, we have a lot of activity with that. And so uh, people who would like to take a look to see if they're, what their status is, I would recommend that they go to um, the Easton website, and it's www.easton.ma.us backslash vote. And the very, very first link on the top is check your voter status. And you can plug in some information and see where you're registered to vote. Are you registered at the right address? Have you moved? It gives you the option to change that. From there, if you're not registered to vote or you find that you're registered in a different community and need to re-register at this point in Easton, there will also be a link at that same um, uh, page that I had mentioned, the vote page on the Easton website. But you can also go to www.registertovotema.com. Um, that portal will close at midnight on the 24th
1: great now uh, I think this brings up also the importance of returning those that street list census that is sent out by your office every year because it's on that that street list from which you uh, obviously uh, take your registered voters list in other words if somebody is registered at a different address and and they send in their street list census at a different, then changes have to be made. So it's important to Yeah, certainly.
0: Yeah. Certainly annually our office does send out a census, which is different than the federal census that, you know, the big push is right now for, for residents to make sure that they've completed that federal census that's done every 10 years. Um, Conversely here in the town we send out an annual census that usually goes out at the end of December or the beginning of January and it is a really important document um, to send back to us. It's how you keep your voter activity, um, your voter uh, registration active. Now when I say active I don't mean that you vote or you don't vote and you become inactive on June 1st of every year if you have not responded to your census and then at the polls you would be required to show an ID Um, In order to vote, it would need to match the address that we have you listed um, on the voting list. So uh, There's not much now to do to change that Um, So if you are inactive, then likely you're going to be showing an ID at the polls, but that's good information to to have
1: Yeah, okay, so again important to return that census uh, every Mm -hmm. year Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, we can't stress that enough Um, uh, and so also uh, if you're going to early voting and voting November 3rd, uh, in a, you know you need to bring some ID just in case, just Green. in case you haven't gone online to check your status and you're you're suddenly inactive. Now it might not be for any reason due to your own uh, negligence. It may be just one of those computer flukes, right? So so please just have an ID with you, and it can even be a, a you know a, a utility bill with your name and address on it. Absolutely. So, OK, so then the, the first way of voting this year, uh, especially due to COVID, is mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, application. I know the Secretary of State sent one to everyone. I got one. And mm-hmm. I chose both the primary and the general election. Uh, and so I'm going to be awaiting a ballot from your office, I assume. Can you tell us when are going to be sure.
0: sent out? Sure. So there's a lot in that question. If you don't mind, I'll kind of uh, take the wheel for just a moment. Um, Backing up just one second for your viewers at home, Um, it's really, really important, especially with the changes to all of the legislation for the fall elections, that voters become informed and they read and understand what their options are before they choose which way they want to vote. Um, Our office has put together um, a guide it's at www.easton.ma.us backslash voter It explains the three different options that voters have this year. Um, and it, most questions can be answered through that guide. Um, my office is, as you alluded, incredibly busy right now. We have um, almost 7,000 applications, and we're putting together those packets, um, you know, every day. Um, I anticipate the vote-by-mail ballots, we've been saying from the beginning, on or around October 12th. Um, The Secretary's office is not required under this legislation um, to get us our ballots, and the deadline for that is this Friday. Um, And so the honest truth is, I have not received all of my ballots yet. Um, and so we're working as we get ballots diligently to get those out to everybody. Um, and and if all seven thousand people start calling us and asking us when there is going to be um, delivered to them, that's obviously going to bog down the system. We're an office of three, um, so when we're normally doing five hundred vote by mail ballots, and now we're doing seven thousand vote by mail ballots, you can. Um, clearly see that our office is is, is strained and and working the best that we can. So I do recommend that voters go first and take a look at that voter guide. And as you alluded earlier, the three options are voting by mail, voting in person early, which is at town hall, and then also voting on election day. So there is a vast um, um, way to vote, and voters really, it's an individual choice of what works best for them. So back to your original question in regards to uh, vote by mail. So yes, the secretary under this legislation was required to send every registered voter a postcard. The first postcard went out uh, July 15th, and it gave voters the option to select just the primary, just the November election, or both of those elections this year in order to get a vote by mail ballot. Any voter who did not already have an application on file for the November election, was also sent another um, application postcard from the secretary's office. And that was in mailboxes around September 14th. And so we have had um, another 2,000 people who have returned those. And um, again, that contributes to the 7,000 that I'm talking about at this stage of the game. So if you are voting by mail, and you're not one of those 7,000 people who have already submitted an application, please, please, please do not delay any longer. The deadline to do that is um, October 28th. However, even the secretary's office is recommending that you do that before the 20th. And the reason for that is it takes time for our office to actually process the applications, Put together the packages, get it to the mailing house or to the post office, and then it can take from there a few days to also get it from the post office. So you're cutting it really, really close um, for the vote by mail if you don't do it before the 20th. It's not to say that it's impossible. And let me just explain to um, to your viewers what the difference is. We've worked hand in hand with the post office. They have been phenomenal with us. They pick up the ballots from us and they are sorting them in house to keep the Easton ones in Easton and not sending them to the distribution center in Brockton. We're really, really fortunate that that's happening here in town. They're doing a phenomenal job. And I would say 99% of those that are going to Easton residents, the ballot is being mailed to their residence or another address in Easton are getting them the day after they pick them up from us. Wow. Um, and that has been really, really phenomenal. Now, that is not the case if you're having your ballot mailed outside of Easton. So the date that your ballot is mailed, it has to go the next day to the Brogdon Distribution Center, and then it is out, sent out from that. And, and if you re- review the post office had sent out, I don't have a copy of it here in front of me, to uh, all residents, kind of this guide on how to do it, even they are saying that you need at least 7 to 10 days. Um, if you're getting it outside of town. So again, it's a personal decision looking at your own situation to kind of discover what works and what doesn't work for you. Um, If you have a college student that is close enough that they can come to vote in person um, during the early voting, two weeks of early voting, because you haven't yet had a ballot mailed to them and the math doesn't work, that's on the voters to really calculate that and figure that out. Allow yourself 10 days to return that ballot to us, and 10 days for you to get that ballot. You do that, go back 20 days, you're getting closer and closer to that window. And so again, it's going to be the theme of every topic that you ask for so is going to be, you need to do it early. It's This is the time right now for voters to really be taking the time, read the guide, understand what the options are, and and then select the one that works uh, best for them. So the application is also available if you don't have that postcard and you're looking for the, um, the application, you can go to www.easton.ma.us backslash votebymail.pdf and that will be the application. Questions or um, concerns um, or you want to submit your application quicker? then you can do that. Um, we have a set up a, a, an email specific to handle all of the questions relative to vote by mail, and that is mail at easton.ma.us. So you can submit your application there scanning it, um, or you can submit questions. And the final thing I will say about the vote by mail is the track my ballot. So there is an app where you can trap the app, um, track the application in the ballot and see where it is in the process. There's no need to call us and ask us this information about whether or not we've received your application, has our ballot been mailed. Every voter can track their own ballot through the entire process. That is at www.trackmyballotma.com. Right now if it says pending, that means we've received your application under the application status. Once your ballot has been mailed, the date will it'll change and you'll see the date that it has been mailed. Once your ballot has been received back to our office, it will also tell the date that we received it. Now, I want, again, to just premise here. The date we mailed isn't the date you're going to get it. And the date that you put it in our Dropbox may not be the date that we actually received it in. My guess is that when 7,000 ballots go out, in one day, the first day after, we're not going to be able to process every single one that's in inside of our Dropbox. It will get processed within the next day or so. We will work diligently to get it done as fast as we can. Um, so there are um, several ways that you can return your ballot if you did vote by mail. One of them is the secured municipal Dropbox. This is really the preferred one. Um, if you have any questions about how this works and you're concerned, you've you know read articles, you're concerned in general about the mail or us getting it back, the best way is for you yourself to drop that off in our Dropbox, which is right outside the door um, at Town Hall at 136 Elm Street. That Dropbox um, is checked and it's, there's a camera, it's secured. Um, we feel very comfortable and confident that you can feel confident your ballot is safe inside of that Dropbox. I will point out um, uh, one other thing. We had several, probably about five or six voters who dropped their ballot, wrote in who they wanted for the primary, filled out their ballot, but literally put the ballot not in the envelope inside of the drop box out there. That is not a tabulator. It is simply um, a mailbox for ballots only. We cannot accept any ballots without having a voter's signature on the outside of the envelope and the envelope that keeps that ballot um, a secret until it's opened inside of that envelope. So, so those voters at home, remember, you're getting um, a manila brown type envelope um, that requires you to put your ballot inside of that and sign it. If we get a ballot back that's not signed on the outside, we will have to reject that ballot. We would notify the voter by sending them a new ballot. Again, time is of the essence. If you don't do it right and you return your ballot now, you're going to have time to get a new ballot sent to you and, and time for you to return it if you wait till the end we we can send it out to you but we can't guarantee you're going to get it in time what i can guarantee is that our office will work hard to make sure you know that and that you are ne- then told that your only option at that point would to be to vote um on election day okay. so
1: uh, i'd like to interrupt you just for sure. a second uh you've been giving a lot of e- uh online addresses but yeah. i'd love- tell our viewers that they can always go online to the town of Easton website, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's easton.ma.us, and then go to your department, town clerk, and on that site, uh, you will find all of these uh, online addresses. Now, I'd like to ask you, um, you've answered so many of my questions. I'm (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) <laughs> that's okay we, we i love it i love the fact that you are so efficient and you've done such a wonderful job as town clerk uh, you're organized you're efficient you're very articulate you explain things so c- clearly and you have set up all kinds of guides and information for, for people so that every possible question that one could have you have answered so we thank you so much for that my mm-hmm. question is what is the deadline for the drop-off box and um and also for mailing and uh, when do you when when will you be counting when is the last day that you'll be counting ballots sure so Pardon. um mail sorry. in
0: yes understood so um uh first of all you're absolutely right everything that i'm referring to with a link can be found on my elections page we have made it even easier Just go to wwweastonmaus backslash vote, and that is my page. You don't have to navigate anywhere else to get to the election page. And absolutely all my guides and everything else that you need to know is on that page. So to answer your question, deadlines, very, very important question for these vote by mail um, ballots. The deadline to receive it in our Dropbox is 8 p.m. on Election Day. So they cannot be dropped off at the polls. You cannot bring your ballot to the polls and expect us to take your ballot there. It is required under the regulations that they actually are um, returned to the town offices so that they can be processed in our voter registration system before they are counted. Um, So 8 p.m., that drop box outside will be locked and emptied. So nobody would be able to come by after 8 p.m. and put one inside of there. Now, you also have the option to um, mail your ballot back. And as I mentioned, um, our prefer- uh, it's preferable, excuse me, that um, people use the Dropbox if they can. But if you do it, do it by mail, it needs to be postmarked by the 3rd, but it also needs to be received in our office by 5 p.m. through the post office on the 6th. Now, I've already talked a little bit about how long it takes. And so it's really risky um, to do it by mail and have it um, postmarked on the third and expect that we're going to have it back on the sixth. But after the deadline at 5pm on the sixth, when we've contacted the post office and they have provided us with any ballot that they have in hand, that's when we can begin the final counts. So on election day, you will only be able to see unofficial results that will not include any of them that come back after the deadline, including overseas um, voters who are are permitted even a longer time than um, the sixth. And we are currently working um, or getting information from the secretary's office on how we are to handle any ballots that are dropped off on election day into the, um, the drop box. And what I mean by that is because the volume is so massive, they, each community is going to have to choose which way they manage that. Some communities will choose to process any ballot that they get until 8 o'clock at the polls, have somebody deliver them to the polls, open them there, and go through the process. Others that are larger communities, and Eastern included, will not be able to do that. If we wait until the end and we get um, a flux of ballots at the last hour that we possibly could, we would be um, holding up the results for for a very long time in order to process those ballots. It's a very time-consuming process. So we likely will say that either we're not processing any ballots that are returned on election day until the post-election. Uh, tabulation or we'll stop after the like two o'clock mail that comes through but we have not yet made that decision and quite frankly we're still waiting for regulations from the secretary's office to do that so the long story um, short there is um, on election day it's unofficial results and then after the 6th probably the week of the ninth, there'll be a post tabulation set up similar to election day or advanced tabulation of ballots And then we'd be able to um, get our official results, which we cannot do um, until the 13th of November.
1: Wow. Okay. But that doesn't mean that the, um, that people in the United States will not know who the president is right until the 13th.
0: I can't speak for other States and how many other States have done, you know, have changed their regulations. The, the, For us in Massachusetts, it's always, since I've been a clerk for 10 years, that's been the case where we couldn't finalize, but that was because of the overseas, which is, I think Easton has about 40 to 50 um, overseas. So obviously, it's not going to change the results. Um, But this vote by mail, who knows? Um, What we will know on election night is how many outstanding we still have out there. Uh, And my, you know, my recommendation, again, every ballot is going to be counted. When it's counted is really, you know, what we're, we're debating and talking about right now and is very different with this legislation. So I'm going to say it again. As soon as you get your ballot, if you already know how you want to vote, fill out your ballot and return it in the drop box and return it as soon as possible. Okay. Um, the address is? 136 Elm Street. Right. East important. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone might not know where the town offices are. Uh, and there are two boxes out there. One is for returning your tax bills, but the other one, the for your dropping ballots, is a big, uh, b- a box. big red, yeah. white, and blue box. Yeah,
0: and it says voter yeah. ballot drop off, so you you can read. You mm-hmm. won't. Get it up. Um, There's actually three boxes out there. There's also a post office box that the you know for people to put mail, and the mail comes and picks it up. Please do not put it in that that is not coming to our office, that is not our mailbox. That's the post office's mailbox.
1: Okay. If you decide not to, uh, if one decides not to return the mail-in ballot, can that person come and vote early Early voting and also on November 3rd, even though they have a a mail-in ballot in
0: hand? That is correct. Well, first of all, they shouldn't come to the polls or the early voting site with a vote-by-mail ballot. Um, Those are two distinctly different things. So if you choose that you do not want to um, return your vote by mail ballot to us, you certainly can appear in person early or appear in person on election day. We will verify whether or not we have received that ballot before you were allowed to vote. You will be asked to sign another affidavit, understanding that should we receive back your other ballot, that we will reject that ballot um so your in-person ballot will trump any returned vote by mail ballot will be which will be rejected so um you know for those those skeptics who want to drop it in the drop box and vote in person on a particular day or on election day there's safeguards in place to make sure that um people only get one one vote
1: well danielle isn't technology wonderful <laughs> Okay, so now let's go to early voting. Uh, I know there's a deadline to register. Can you tell us what that would be?
0: For early voting, there's there's, uh, no deadlines and um, there's no application that's required. If you're planning on coming to vote early in person, there is no application to complete. You literally arrive um, here at the town offices, 136 Elm Street. Um, Early voting in person will be offered starting Saturday, October 17th. It will end on Friday, um, October 30th. It is during all of our regular business hours, Monday through Friday. And then on the two weekends, Saturday and Sunday, it will be 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So there's four weekend days from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then um, the uh, 10 days that are um, our regular business hours. I will note, only five voters will be allowed in town offices at a time. We do have a public health greeter who will be um, screening every person prior to being um, allowed entrance into town hall. This is also the case on election day. they're really there just to protect everybody, ask you some key questions. Do you have a fever? Have you been exposed? They're very easy questions. Um, And it's not because we want to turn people away. That's not the case. Actually, there's alternatives for those people who are sick, so they don't expose other people. So once we ask those questions, somebody who might be identified as a risk person would be provided with additional information on how they can vote and, and how we can make that happen for them without exposing others. So upon entrance, there'll be the public health reader. Five people at a time allowed in. There's only five booths. The town offices are closed um, to the public for any other services, including our office. Um, We're only open for people to come in and to vote in person. Um, And um, I think that's that's it on that. You need to be a registered voter, obviously. Now everyone has to wear a mask. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Sure. Thank you. Um, absolutely, and same with election day. You know, there's a there's a lot of things and um, that you can do as a voter to be prepared and to keep it safe. Uh, each um, interfacing face to face location where there would be a voter and a an election worker has plexiglass shields, as you see, you know, commonly everywhere now. Um, all of our workers will have masks on, and we ask you to also wear masks. Um, We will have some masks available for somebody who may not have a mask. Um, If you want to, if a voter is um, anxious about it, you can certainly bring your own pen. This is true also for Election Day. It should be um, a black felt pen tends to work the best. uh, Black or blue, but any other color will cause problems with uh, the tabulators. And so we wouldn't recommend those. We will have a bin at check-in that has clean pens in it. And we ask that you um, return that pen into the dirty pen drop at the checkout table. And those will be um, sanitized uh, throughout the day and brought back into the the check-in for the the clean pens. Voting booths will also be um, cleaned periodically throughout the day. It's not after every voter, but it's certainly as frequently as we possibly can in um, um, both uh, scenarios. I have seen some voters previously come with a big, heavy book or a clipboard because they don't wanna use a voting booth that's shared, and that certainly is okay as well.
1: Yeah, I think that those are wonderful recommendations. Um, now, um, the advantage of voting by mail, of course, especially for those over 65 and vulnerable people with underlying conditions is you know, quite obvious. Uh, uh, now, And also the protections that you've put in place, if, if they really want to vote, uh, in person for early voting and on November third uh, those precautions are wonderful uh, and um, tell us uh, let's go to um, voting on November third about um, what you know what the precautions are and what the responsibilities of the voter are but what the time is seven 8, 8, seven a m to eight p m and the location is the Rams high school however if if you're in uh, certain precincts
0: are in the new gym, other precincts are in the old gym. You want to cover that? Sure, absolutely. For both early voting um, in person and voting on election day, um, it's really important for voters to what we call know before you go. How do you become an educated voter before you actually arrive to each of um, either in person here at town hall or um, on election day? And there is a flyer. with that information that talked about what we just talked about with masks and black pens and bringing an ID, the first page of a no Before You Go flyer will kind of discuss that. There's also two links in that, and they're also available on our webpage. One will be to view a sample ballot. And the other one is to the red book of information that all voters should have received at their home address, mailed to them through the secretary's office. Both of those are linked to my webpage, and they're also linked to the voter guide um, and to the Know Before You Go. Um, How do you, you know, you want to get in and out of voting as quickly as you can so that you're not as exposed and nobody else is exposed. So an educated voter um, really does help with, with that. So there are some changes for those who have not um, come to the last two elections. We have had two elections already with this kind of change in order to um, have social distancing. So we are entering, all voters on election day would enter Oliver Ains High School from the main um, gymnasium auditorium entrance rather than the back entrances to the gym, which is what they may be familiar with from pat, from the past. So, when you enter in um, from that main entrance, you then will see signs or door over the doors, even. If you're in precinct one, two, and six, you're going to enter to the left doors. And if you're in precinct three, four, and five, you're going to enter to the doors on the right. If you do not know your precinct, you can enter in the middle, and there'll be some. displays that you can look up your street and see what your precinct is so that you can get into the correct line to get into the correct gymnasium so the new gym will house precincts one two and um, six and the old gym will house precincts three four and five so as you go through the main um, atrium lobby there You would then um, filter in one line and then it will filter into three lines in order to get into um, the gymnasium and those three lines will be based on your precinct so precinct one will have its own line precinct two will have its own line and precinct six and so on and so forth Um, that's probably the only area that um, voters are a little more clustered than anywhere else so um, spreading yourself out during times that aren't as busy um, is really helpful. We are there for 13 hours from 7am to 8pm. And so, you know, the evening hours tend to be the busier times, like the morning hours as well, but we have many hours throughout the day. So for those voters who have an option um, for time, you know, try to think about that as far as traffic goes and, and um, uh, all of that stuff. There'll be a greeter at the entrance of each gymnasium, and that greeter then would um, tell you when it's your turn to enter the main gym and to get into the line for your precinct. From there, you would go through the check-in table where you will be asked to provide your uh, last name, your first name, and your street address. A lot of people know the other person on the other side, that check-in person. But they are required by law to repeat that information and to repeat it loudly in the event that there are observers around. And so you'll go through this process. You will then be provided with a ballot. You will also be provided with a little ticket. This little ticket is a receipt. It has all of your information on it. So you can verify when you're voting in your booth that they've actually checked in the correct voter. That doesn't happen often that we don't, but a little bit of um, uh, confidence to the voter to look at the receipt and say, yes, this is me. I've been checked off and I'm voting today. You produce that um, uh, receipt to the checkout person who will just make sure you're in the correct precinct and um, then allow you to cast your ballot in the ballot box. And from there, we would ask that you exit from the back entrance gyms and that will bring you to um, kind of the area that you used to you know, enter in for, for um, voting.
1: Well, I, I said you were very efficient, but this is amazing. Are you going to
0: continue that receipt uh, idea in the future? So um, it worked really well for the primary. And um, so I think that we're, you know, moving forward with it. This way. We have played around with the way the poll pad and the receipts um you know are operated um before we had the receipt it was just um, popping up at checkout and um this worked really well for us and i think some voters were pretty happy with that um so don't lose it though the voters need to throw it on the way out and it's a small little area but um you gotta hold on to it um in the interim so i guess we'll see how it goes with this volume um, but uh, it's, we're always looking to improve and make sure that our checks and balances are, um, are working the most efficient way that they can.
1: So that receipt will be, will be available for both early voting
0: and November 3rd, is that correct? So the receipt for early voting is actually, um, we will, it'll be a label, and so it'll be stuck onto your envelope. So just to remind voters, when you vote early in person, you're doing essentially the same thing by putting your ballot into an envelope and signing that envelope as if you did it at home by mail. It's not going directly into a tabulator. The only time that your ballot can go directly into a tabulator right now is on election day. So we will... During an, an advanced tabulation or on election day, we will then open up your envelopes and we will put those through the tabulators for you. Wow, that's wonderful. Okay, uh, considering uh, the the
1: presence of COVID, and we have had almost three hundred and forty people uh, mm-hmm. become sick in Eastern with COVID, um, and and also it's flu season, so. Mm-hmm many reasons why even the young and not just the senior citizens but people of all ages may become ill so i think one word of caution is that it, it, uh, doing a mailing vote or going to early voting is if you are not ill is the be- are, are two of the best alternatives because if you wait until november 3rd suppose you're ill on november 1st and you cannot vote Now, I know that you have thought of everything, Danielle. I have, yes. I'm going to say that uh, you do have options. And if you call Danielle at the clerk's office at 508-230-0530,
0: Danielle, what will you and one of your associates tell the the, uh, caller? Sure. So so there is a provision in this new um, legislation for these fall elections that does allow, um, we're never allowed to hand a voter a ballot to take home with them. It always has to go through the mail unless you're voting in person. So um, this there is one exception, and that is if you are now um, told that you need to quarantine, and that's through like the Board of Health or um, you know you've been exposed, and you're supposed to be quarantining and um, isolate and going through an isolation process. Um, you then can have a, you can fill out an application to get an absentee ballot, and you can designate a person who can then hand we can hand the ballot to. They can deliver it to you, and you would then have that person deliver it back to the town offices to put into the Dropbox. Now that is only good for the seven days prior. So if sometime within the seven days prior to the election, you then come down or are not, you have not voted early um, in person, and you have not requested a vote by mail ballot, and now your only option really is to go to um, vote in person on election day, you then would qualify for um, this absentee ballot to be hand-delivered by somebody else. Now this is a, a select few. This is not something that people should be using in their back pocket. Um, they should be selecting the, what, the way that works best for them. This is for somebody who now has become ill because of COVID who is now um, not going to be disenfranchised. They're still gonna be allowed to vote.
1: Okay, so um, does one need to have some type of verification from a medical doctor that indeed you are quarantined or you're incapable, suddenly
0: you're ill? Suppose you break a leg, might not be COVID. Well, that doesn't qualify. Um, The only way that qualifies is if you are um, under advised that you need to now be quarantined so you've been exposed. I do, I'm not gonna ask a, a voter for some proof of this, but a broken leg does not qualify. Um, it's not any medical condition. It's, there's, there's either the COVID um, um, symptoms or exposure that's caused an issue, and, um, or it's somebody who's been admitted to a healthcare facility um, in those last 70s. So
1: if somebody is in, a, in, in hospital, uh, undergoing treatment, surgery, whatever, Uh, they
0: would all, that person would also qualify? They must be admitted in those last seven days. Right, okay. Yep. (laughs) and so again, it's it's a very, very small number, but um, this application is being signed under penalties of perjury, that you do qualify to receive this special ballot to be hand-delivered by somebody else.
1: And also, I wanna remind the viewers that the um, early voting, is uh, from the 17th of October through the 30th. So that last day is only four days before November 3rd's election. So mm-hmm. you have a considerable amount of time uh, to do the early voting if you want to vote in person. And so don't wait until election day in case suddenly you are not physically uh, capable, or medically capable of participating
0: because every vote we want every vote to count. Agreed. I would, um, you know, I would echo that. You know, certainly um, having that many days—14 um, days straight of early voting in person—is extensive. Um, that has expanded from what it normally is, based on COVID and trying to, you know, give uh, voters more option and to spread them out. Please don't wait until the 30th. Um, that Friday, um, we close at 12:30. And I can assure you we are closing at 1230 because we will have a massive amount of work ahead of us after it closes because our weekend continues in processing early voted ballots, um, both in person and by mail. And so we can't start our next phase of what we have to do to be prepared until that 1230 um, time. And so we are, we're going to stick to it. It's, it is 12 o'clock on Friday, 1230 on Fridays and Um, If you're not already standing outside of town hall at that time, um, we will be closed at 1230 and you'll have to vote in person on election day. Well, are there any more words of wisdom, Danielle, that you can share with us? Uh, Let's see. Educate yourself. Um, Go and look at the voter guide. Everything that um, Priscilla you asked me, great questions, is all addressed inside of that guide. Um, There's probably too much information, but every link and every um, thing that you do need to know to make a smart educated decision is inside of that guide. Educate yourself, take a look at it. Don't wait until the last minute. I know it's human nature to do that. But um, truly the people who are thinking now are not going to have any problem getting their vote to count. It's the ones that have waited to the deadlines, that um, the deadlines are really tight. You know, we've we've talked about that with the post office. So um, be educated, move and act now, um, return your ballot as soon as you can as well on the other end. um, You know, help us um, help you by uh, being an advocate for yourself.
1: Yes, and, and to add to that, Danielle, there are two uh, referendum questions on the ballot. Uh, a right to repair, uh, regarding your your vehicles, and also um, a voter, um, oh, what do they call that, voter... Ranked choice voting. Voter mm-hmm. rank, right? Yeah, so those are two very hot issues and um, they need your attention too. So please do review the sample ballot so you're familiar. And on Mm -hmm. that ballot, I think they have the pros and cons for each question. So it's going to enable you to make a well-informed decision.
0: So Danielle? That red book, Priscilla. So that red book that every voter um, received, um, which is also linked on our webpage and linked in the voter guide, is where it will kind of expand beyond the summary that's on the ballot. But yes. You are correct. An educated voter in that sense will make a big difference. Yes.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Danielle. We appreciate it taking, uh, your time is so valuable, but we know that the voters appreciate all the information that you've given. And also um, to go to uh, easton.ma.us slash vote to, to get a refresher course of what you have shared with us today. Again, we thank you, we appreciate you. And so everybody get out there and
0: vote. You have three options, choose one. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks Priscilla, I appreciate the time. Any yeah. questions, vote by mail at easton.ma.us for our voters. Okay, thank, thank you so again. Take care, and you this as well.
1: Is Priscilla Almquist Olson, uh, signing off today for, on Community Forum. We hope you have enjoyed and learned a great deal about the important responsibility that you have to cast your vote in this election. (laughs) Thank you. Be well. Stay safe.